Hey friends, this is Mario J. Radford. I'm the pastor of Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. I pray that it connects, leads, and maybe introduces you to a growing and life-changing relationship with Jesus. Now let's go into the message. I want to talk today, uh, bless, there's a blessing for people. We've been talking about having a blessed life or, or living in a way, uh, having an attitude that God blesses. Well, this attitude is an attitude that is able to have strength under control. It is having strength under control. Will you just put in the comment section right now, Lord, help me. Just Lord, help me. I just want you to put that because I didn't even got started, but I know you already like, I'm not ready. I'm turning off. I'm going to watch somebody else. Just put strength under control. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Strength under control. Um, I would like to say, and I would like to start by saying um, just, and I told you I'm going to do more teaching and talking to you more than anything, is that I cannot tell you um, the number of times that we are feeling as if weakness is void of strength. Like if you're um, not showing a whole lot of strength and that means you're weak or if you're not uh, walking around in a way of uh, puffed upness or whatever, that means you're weak. And we don't really oftentimes hear a lot about gentleness or weakness or, uh, excuse me, meekness uh, because that is considered to be weak in our culture. They, I mean, they would counsel you because they consider you to be uh, weak. Um, but the actual definition of the word gentle or the actual definition of the word meek and uh, having humility means that you have strength under control. It doesn't mean that you're not strong. It doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to rile off or the ability to be able to show people who you are, but you have maintained a certain strength under control, which is oftentimes why one of my favorite animals, if I had to choose an animal, one of my favorite animals is um, the duck or the geese or whatever. Like when you see them um, on a, when you see them uh, on a lake or you see them in a pond or wherever, uh, you always see them just gliding over the water. Uh, seems as if they have everything cool, but underneath the water, they are pedaling just to stay on top. Um, we see them because it seems so easy, but underneath them, they're really maintaining the ability to have strength under control. And I believe that in this season right now, if there's anything that we really need more of, um, and that's myself included, is to be able to have a strength that's under control, that you're not, um, <laughs> how many people have you heard say, control yourself, <laughs> get yourself together? That's what it means. Strength under control is to be able uh, to not be a doormat for people. It doesn't mean that people are, are stepping over you and that you're, you don't, uh, you just allow people to use you. No, what it is, is I'm, I'm being able to manage I know who I am without losing who I am. I don't have to just be all, all irate. I can handle this and I can maintain this thing and have strength under control. And there's a blessing for that. That's what the scripture says that again, blessed are the meek. There's a blessing for those who have strength under control for what? They shall inherit the earth. They inherit the earth means, and I'm going to go into different scriptures, but that basically means if you don't have strength under control, 
maybe some things are not coming to us because we have not learned the balance of having strength under control. Uh, that is to, to say that maybe there are some things that continue to slip from us and slip from our lives and slip from our purview. And, and it's not that you don't have dreams and it's not that you don't have visions and not that you don't have goals and not that you don't have certain things that you're capable of doing. But if you can't maintain that strength under control, then everything that we get, everything that comes to us winds up escaping us because we don't know how to maintain it. So that's why it says, blessed are those who are meek. For they shall inherit the earth. They should be able. God will trust them with more things. God will trust them with more ideas. God will trust them with more vision. God will trust them with more responsibilities. God will trust them with things. And, and if there's anybody who feels that way, are you saying, Lord, for me, I just want to be trusted more. Just to be able to say that and put that in the comment section. Say, Lord, I, I want to be trusted. And that's why we're wanting that blessing. Lord, teach me how to have strength under control. I keep losing control. And I want to be in control. I want God to help me to not allow things to keep pushing me out of the way, pushing me where my whole day is gone, where I'm focused. I'm not lost my focus. I started out good and now I'm not good anymore. Lord, teach me how to have strength under control. Someone just put that in the comment section. Now help me to have strength under control. And in order for you to be blessed, and as we're talking about this, to have that blessed life. And I want you to have the blessed life. That's why I'm, I'm teaching this to you. I'm not hollering at you. I'm just teaching uh, to you today why and how can I have strength under control? And, and or what does it mean for me to have strength under control? What does it mean for me to have that type of blessed life? Well, the first area, and this is why I said this is going to be a challenging message because it's challenging for me as well. If you're going to have a blessed, meek life, strength under control, the first thing is you're going to have the ability to be able to handle conflict. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Don't y'all leave, but you'll be able to have and ha have the ability to handle conflict. And most of us try to avoid conflict. I don't want to have conflict. I don't want to have anything that's going on in my life. I don't want to deal. I want everybody to like me. I want everything to be okay. But there are some times that you will have conflict. And to, to handle conflict means that you know how to de-escalate a time bomb. Well, there's a time bomb, and sometimes the time bomb might be you. But when you know how to de-escalate the situation, Proverbs, the 15th chapter, and verse 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath. A soft answer turns away wrath, but the harsh word stirs up anger. A soft answer. Many of us are giving answers to situations, and many of us are giving answers to, to different people, but it's not a soft answer. Now, some of us, when you hear the word soft, you think soft means weak. I ain't soft. I ain't soft. Who you think you think? People think I'm soft. I'm going to show them I ain't soft. It's not talking about that. It is talking about a gentle strength under control type of answer. It turns away wrath. Many of us, what we do is we tend to give people what they give us. What that means is if somebody gives me um, um, uh, lots of emotions or, or lots of body language or, or lots of attitude, then what do I do? I, in turn, allow my energy to be governed by theirs or my mind to be governed by theirs. And I'm like, you going to bring it? Well, I'm going to end it. So you ain't going to start a sentence. I ain't going to finish. You know, you going to clap? I'm going to clap back. We always have these type of things, but to have the ability to handle conflict, you know, we and, and we talk about that in a sense like we have to learn to handle conflict means that when your voice goes high, my goes, my voice goes low. It takes two people to argue. <laughs> the person who starts it 
and the person who continues it. The uh, argument, there cannot be an argument that stops or starts unless you continue. And there are a lot of us who are getting pulled into things and pulled into situations uh, that we have to learn how to handle and handle conflict. And I want to tell you this as we get into this message even more, handling a blessing for the meek. You don't have to become what someone gives you or you don't have to conform to what someone is dishing out to you. You don't have to conform to that. And there's an old story of uh, an eagle um, uh, that there's an eagle egg. This, this chicken farmer went and got an eagle egg. And when he got this eagle egg, uh, he took the eagle egg and he took it and put it with the chicken eggs. And uh, when the chicken eggs hatched uh, later on, the eagle egg hatched. And it says that they grew up together. And whatever the chickens did, that's what the eagle did. And if the chickens only flew a little bit off the ground, the eagle only flew a little bit off the ground. If the chicken ate a certain thing, that's what the eagle ate because he was becoming whatever he had saw. One day, this eagle was outside and he looked up into the sky and he saw that there was something a bird flying high into the air and he looked up and he said to the chickens he said what is that bird that's flying high in the air and they said oh that's an eagle uh, eagles fly high but chickens we stay here on the earth you don't have to worry about that so the eagle lived and died as a chicken because he conformed to what he was in and I'm saying to you, as we are in trying to learn how to be meek, and it's a learning process, just because you might have been born in an environment of people who clock, in a, an environment of people who always got to do something. People, they st you don't have to get ready because you stay ready. Because you, if you, if just because you were born in that environment does not mean you have to stay like that. You don't have to live and die bitter. You don't have to live and die angry. You don't have to live and die like that. You don't have to be like that all the time. It's a choice. Someone put in the comment section right now, it is a choice. How do I know it? James first chapter verse 19 through 21 says, know this my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. What does that mean? You can, be become, you can become slow to heated debates. You don't have to be quick to always, I want to say something. I want to, many of you all are not being blessed in your life because you won't move from all these offenses. And many times your offenses are things that you made up in your mind of things that really didn't happen. So you're having a relationship with a, a fictional issue that is really not in reality, but because you have conformed to it and because you have, you have conformed your life to it. Now you're walking around. It's almost like beating the air, beating something. Something that's not real, beating something that's not waking up mad, going to bed mad, walking around upset and angry and frustrated all the time just because you are not quick. As the scripture says, let a person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For this anger that you're constantly in is not producing the righteousness of God. He says, therefore, put away all of the filthiness and the rampant wickedness and receive the word meekness, strength under control. Strengthen the control, their planet word, which is able to save your souls. What does it mean to, to receive the word with heaven? Strengthen the control. It means the word you hear, don't fight it. Like when you hear that you can do better and you can be better, don't fight it. 
A lot of us, when we hear that we can be better, that we can change our ways, we're sitting there saying, I was born this way and I've been like this and you don't know how difficult it is for me in that word. Of course, you would say that God wants me to be because you are a preacher. No, it has nothing to do with my call. It has everything to do with what I am and what he's called you to be and what is inside of you. If there's a character that is contrary to God's character or nature inside of you, you can say, Lord, born, make me born again. Do something new inside of me. You don't have to struggle for that. I don't care who your mama is. Now you can tell her and text her and tell her I don't care who she is. It, you, do not, you do not have to be conformed to your bloodline, but you can be washed again by the blood of the lamb to be able to say that generational thing stop with the blood. Someone put that in the chat right now and just say it stops here. It stops with the blood. I don't have to continue this cycle. I will not die a chicken. I will not die this way. I will not die grievous. I will not miss another season. I won't go through all of 2021 and allow the pandemic to become an endemic inside of me. I will not allow that. I will get out of this thing and I will move and, and find out what God wants me to do. That's why I'm learning about my attitude and my personality right now in this season because when this season shifts I will not allow this season to have changed me for worse but I changed for better so that when I came out of this season I looked back and said because of that thing something happened down inside of me someone put in the chat section right now this change that's happening inside of me I want the right attitude I want the right attitude. So the first thing is to say, I want to make sure that I'm able to handle conflict. And the second thing is, if I'm going to have this type of strength under control, you have to have the ability. This type of attitude is also able to disengage from agitators. Disengage means I'm emotionally disattached from haterism. <laughs> you won't find it in the different dictionary, but you can find it in your soul to be able to say, I'm disengaged from that. I don't give it any energy. Uh, Proverbs uh, 29 and 11 says, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. What does that mean? A fool is always angry about something, but a wise man maintains self-control. Am I calling you a fool? Absolutely not. The Bible did. <laughs> I ain't call you that. The Bible did. It said that a fool is always angry about something. And there are some of you who you are living foolishly. You might not be a fool, but you're living foolishly. To be able to say, every, no one can have an authentic relationship with you. No one can have an authentic uh, friendship with you. Because every time they try to, you foolishly get angry about something. And you're constantly walking around like a time bomb and the bible says a foolish person is angry about something there's always something that ticks them off always something they can find but a wise person maintains self-control and i want to tell you this to disengage from agitators means for this for you to those of you who are leaders or influencers listen the more successful you are the more criticism you will receive i want you to know that 
Everybody who is your friend on Facebook, everyone who follows you on TikTok, everyone who likes or, or watches you on Instagram, or everyone who sees you on Twitter, or everyone who's streaming in right now, everybody is not a part of your celebration crew. They're not. It doesn't happen. Everybody, you want Bible for it? Even when Jesus had a Judas... You have to be okay with it and disengage from it. You cannot, uh, I was uh, just last week, <laughs> just last week, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, I made a tweet uh, last week and uh, about our, our, our um, interesting halftime show that was uh, happened last week. And, and I made a tweet about it. It wasn't anything bad. I just said it was interesting, in other words. And um, uh, it started being tweeted and reshared by many different people on Twitter. Uh, follow me, Mario J. Rapper. <laughs> so I was on there. <laughs> And they got retweeted. And uh, what happened was after it got retweeted, somebody said, of course you would say something like that. Well, you and your ugly beard. I didn't even know who that person was, uh, but but people, well, there's people. There are trolls. They love to find ways to get you riled up. And I want to ask you, how many people are you going to allow to rile you up so that you keep missing your destiny and you keep missing your purpose because somebody got in your headspace, somebody got somebody tweeted something, and now you clapping back or tweeting or resharing something and saying something about people that you don't even know. Let me. Tell you you're trying to impress people who don't like you anyway get over it and keep moving there are always going to be people who don't like what you do and the more success you have and the more influence you have there's always going to be people who's going to comment and you're going to focus on the negative instead of focusing on the blessing that God has for you Joseph had to deal with haterism Jesus had to deal with haterism who do you think you are that you won't have to deal with it Jesus got hung up on the cross but Jesus even looked at the cross and he even took to his father and said father forgive them but they don't even know what it is they are doing I'm winding up saving them from the very thing they think that they're doing something to destroy me but this death is actually helping them so you have to get to the point where you say your talking is actually giving me more publicity thank you people didn't even know anything about me until you start talking about me you have to learn how to disengage from that and get your emotions out of it. I hope this is blessing somebody in the cyber church. Titus, the second chapter, verse seven through eight says, show yourself in all respects. Be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity. That means uh, being a good person, character, integrity. It's a word we don't talk about a lot. And dignity. Integrity means be who you are at all times, everywhere. Integrity and dignity and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that an opponent may be put to shame having nothing evil to say. That's important. That is an important church. Titus 2, 7 through 8. It says you have to get your speech together because you don't want to give people something to use against you. <laughs> That's why I said that you don't want, you want to disengage from agitators to be able to say, I'm so disengaged and, and you, everything you kept giving me, everything you kept saying, 
You don't have anything else. I mean, like, that's why I, sometimes when people used to oftentimes, and I think someone even posted this a meme the other day, when you use my story or my, my past against me, it's like talking about a house that I no longer live in. I ain't even there. And you have to be okay with that. Let, let whatever, but to constantly allow your speech and your integrity to be in such a way that no matter what people are looking for, they don't have anything to use. They, they don't have anything. And for pastors and for leaders, uh, this is scripture that might challenge you and it challenges me as well. We're, high, we're held to a much higher standard just by being pastors and leaders. Second Timothy, second chapter 24 through 26 says, and the Lord's servant must be quarrelsome, must not be, excuse me, uh, y'all would love for it to say quarrelsome, must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach patiently enduring evil, correcting opponents with gentleness. Who are opponents? Haters and different things and different people and different uh, opposition and different criticism. Handling people with gentleness. That's why those of you who keep saying, I want to be a pastor. Don't, don't desire this if you don't know how to treat people right. You can't be in a position of authority or leadership or influence and you can't handle that way. He says correcting people, meaning when, when people disagree with you and people don't like what it is you say and people don't like all the decisions you make, respond in meekness, respond in gentleness. And some of you are like, no, I, I got I to gotta tell them because they show me who they are. They show me who they are. I'm going to show them who I am. You think just because I'm saved that I ain't ratchet. You know, you better try Jesus. Don't try me because I throw yeah, that's wonderful, and it's a great song, but it's not kingdom. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and I know some of y'all like, that's why I'm logging off right now and going to another church. Hold on. Stay there just for one moment. Don't leave just yet. That's a blessing coming to, coming to your cash app. You just stay there right now. You got you to gotta make sure that we learn how to be gentle to our opponents because God may, because scripture says, God may perhaps grant them repentance through the way you treat them. What that means is the way I treat you might show such of the love of Christ that what you said wrong, you're convicted by it just because I didn't give it back to you. And you're sitting there saying, wait a minute, I just said everything about you and you still hugged me pre-corona. <laughs> you still bless me or you still supported me. Why did you do that? Because I don't return evil for evil. I don't return vengeance for vengeance. I allow God to take care of that and God will handle you better than I can handle you. Someone put in the comment section, God can handle it. God can handle him. God can handle her. God can handle it. And I wrote this down and Rick Warren even said this as well. We want God, don't miss this. We want God to give us soft hearts and tough skin. That's what we want. We want God to give us soft hearts and tough skin. But many of us have hard hearts and soft skin. We need to ask God, Lord, give me a soft heart, but tough skin. Meaning, give me a heart that cares, but allow me not to be so concerned about all the stuff and the drama and let it roll off of me. But what we do is we have hard hearts and soft skin. Meaning every time somebody says something, let, shoot, here, that's why I don't do church right now. Calm down. Ask God, give me a soft heart and tough skin because people are people everywhere. And you have to learn how to say what people say about me is none of my concern. 
what people say about you is none of your concern and you have to say that and that's why we want to be able to have that blessed life a blessed meek life that that we should inherit the earth the point three is that's i didn't want to stay there too long it's a life and it's a meekness and strength under control that speaks well everywhere that means that you have the power of persuasion to speak well everywhere. Gentle speech can break down the hard defenses. Some of you, 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 you have a blessed ministry with the gift of screaming. It is not a spiritual gift. <laughs> But every chance you get, you are hollering at somebody for something, for some reason. Always hollering, always screaming, always doing the ministry of the beatdown. <laughs> and many of us grew up like that. Well, our parents, I, I don't, maybe y'all didn't grow up like that. And I'm, I, I don't know, it's a cultural dynamic for some of us. Some of people, would, they were called child protective services on some of the things we experienced as, ch as children. But it was so interesting that many, many, when many of us grew up, man, 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 let me tell you something. When your parent got mad at you and when they started tearing into you, as we used to say, they tearing into you. I don't know if they got ups more upset the more they tore into you because they'd be like, how? I remember when you and you do it again. And there would be all this type of stuff. And we would, they would say, then they would say, this hurts me more than it hurts you. And then we'd be crying like 10 minutes after it's over. They'd be like, be quiet before I give you something to cry about. Oh, how that makes so much sense. But anyhow, when a lot of us, that's how we believe. That's how love flows. And that's how love goes. And we have all these scriptures that we quote for it. And I'm not saying it's for it or against it. I do believe in and, and make sure we do discipline and all that type of stuff but I am saying when it speaks well and I have the power right now I have the power of persuading you because I have the mic but what would you do and how would you feel right now if I told you until you get it right God don't love you until you get your act right God don't love you those of you who ain't married and y'all living together you think God loves you he don't love you you in sin and until you get out of sin God ain't gonna bless you and I know some of y'all like that's the gospel and that's what's right but I'm asking you how did you get delivered because somebody yelled at you and made you feel right or because somebody loved you through it and they walked you through it and they prayed you through it and they carried you through it and they had patience with you that's what we are doing when we have that type of meekness and that type of love to be able to say I'm not going to nag you out of it I'm going to love you out of it I'm not going to nag you out of your sin I'm not going to nag you out of your wrong I'm going to love you out of it someone put that in the chat right now I'm going to love you out of it but scripture says by loving kindness has he drawn me while I was still in sin while I was still wrong God sent Jesus his only son to love me did not wait for me to get it together did not wait for me to change but while I was still in it he loved me he did not nag from heaven he came from heaven to where I was and loved me in my mess that is love that is meekness meekness is derobing your derobing yourself derobing your royalty to be able to say whatever it takes I'm gonna do whatever I've got to do to get you out of what you're in I'm not gonna nag at you I'm not gonna make you feel bad I'm not gonna make you feel bad about yourself but I'm going to speak well of you I'm going to speak so well of you that you're going to be wrong but because I speak well of you you're going to think you're right even when you're wrong because while you're wrong I'm going to love you until you get right someone put in the chat right now I'm going to love you through it I'm going to love you through it put in the chat room it's Valentine's Day anyway say I'm going to love you through it Love you through this thing. Proverbs 25, 15 says, with patience. I tell you, I try to teach. We just don't work all the time. Proverbs 25, 15 says, with patience, a ruler may be persuaded 
and a soft tongue will break a bone. What that means, patience and meekness is so influential. If you want to be influential, you'll need patience. First uh, Peter three third, uh, three through four. This is for my women. First uh, Peter three uh, three three through four says, "Do not let your adorning of your hair be external, the braiding of your hair, the putting on of gold jewelry." That's beautiful. We love you for that. We African queens, and we know you're queen. We love you. We do. We love you. We love you. We love you. Uh, or the clothing you wear. Four says, but let your adorning, let your attire, what it means, be the hidden person of the heart with the impressionable beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. What that means is, the more pleasant you are, the more persuasive you are. <laughs> the more pleasant your apparel, the more pleasant you are. Uh, Rick Warren says this, you're never persuasive when you're abrasive. Say it again. You're never persuasive when you're abrasive. Like, I don't know if you've ever met somebody that just seems so nice and looks so nice until you met them. I mean, they like, well, you know, like a nice person. And then they start talking. You'd be like, huh? <laughs> uh, that's what he's saying to be able to not just be adorned with outward apparel and to be like, oh, they look good. You look like a dime. I mean, don't, we don't want that. But then, 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 then when I talk to you, when you open your mouth and I'm around you, your, your character speaks louder than what you look like. And that's what he's saying to be able to make sure that you're pleasant and that you have a pleasant personality and a pleasant a pleasantry about you. Point four, and I'm almost through because I don't want to lose you. Uh, this type of meek life, this type of strength under, uh, strength under control, it operates in love and respect. The quickest way to improve your relationship is to talk nice. Somebody just put in the chat room right now. I don't just say talk nice to me. <laughs> it's just talk, talk nice. Talk nice to people. Why, why don't we talk about this? Why are Christians so rude? <laughs> I mean, some of us, I mean, we are sanctified, filled the Holy Ghost, mighty burning fire. I mean, we love God. We do prayer shut-ins. We do everything. But some of us are the most nice, nasty people you could ever meet. But to be able to say this scripture is talking about that if we're going to be meek, we have to operate in love and respect. Not just, not just respect, but love as well. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 15 through 16 says, rather speak the truth in love. It's not that you don't speak the truth. It's not that. It's not that you don't want best for people, but you don't speak it in love. We don't always speak it in love. It's not that, listen, for those of you who might have checked out thinking that we don't preach holiness at the church. Oh, we believe in holiness. There's nothing wrong with holiness, but speak holiness in love. Uh, like we can love people into change. We can love people into to growing and love people into the grace of God. We don't have to, to, to beat people into it. He says, speak the truth in love. We are to grow up. In every way, and to him who is the head, Jesus Christ, whom the whole body is fitly joined together. Colossians 3rd chapter verse 19 says, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh to them. Every woman who's near a man right now say, show you right. You better listen to the pastor. You better listen to what he said right now. It says, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh to them. What do you want to know? Some of y'all like, well, I don't know what marriage is. You know what marriage is? Marriage is a union of two great forgivers. That's what marriage is. Like what? It is two people that choose to forgive all the time. 
It is not a, a relationship of two perfect people. It's a relationship of two people that choose to constantly forgive all the time. Because when we got married, we married two imperfect people. If I was, if I was perfect before I got with you, now I'm imperfect. But to be able to say that we are constantly forgiving each other and constantly giving each other grace. And that's why we have to make sure. And then for those of you who are parents, Ephesians, the sixth chapter and verse 14 says, don't provoke your children to wrath or to anger. But bring them up in discipline and instruction. What that means is just because you disagree with your child, just because you disagree with their action, just because you disagree with where they are, that doesn't mean you have to kick them down or beat them down. Sometimes as parents, we are constantly saying, I don't like where they at. I don't like how they're operating. I don't know. If you raise your child in the way they should go, when they're old, they will not depart from it because whatever it is that's in them, they cannot escape it. They cannot get away from it. Come here, prodigal son. Even when he asks for his inheritance when he got away it says that when he wasted everything when he wasted his living when he wasted himself when he wasted all his stuff he, the scripture says and then he came to himself I'm telling you man I'm telling you dad I'm telling you mother I'm telling you aunt I'm telling you surrogate I'm telling you those of you who are raising somebody's nephew or somebody's cousin that you're raising them but your child they will come to themselves how do I know that because they are fearfully and they are wonderfully made in the image of God and some Somebody is praying for them and God loves them too much to leave them that bad and God loves them too much to leave them in that state you have to trust the process of God if God can parent you know that God can parent your child and for those of you who said well I didn't get saved until I was older and that's why my children are acting the way they are the devil is the father of lies don't you ever give strength to that thing and to be able to say no as far as me and my house we will serve the Lord if I've got to anoint that door while they're sleep if I can anoint their soul if I can anoint their body wash if I can anoint their flat tires outside my house I will make sure that no demon in hell will have their destiny will not have their purpose will not have their plan because as far as me and my house everything attached to me wins someone put in the chat room right now everything attached to me wins my dog wins my goat wins my sheep wins my cash app wins my bank account wins everything attached to me wins 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 put in the chat section Everything attached to me wins. Don't provoke your children to wrath. It's not. It's no point to it. Trust God. Trust what He has placed inside of you, and trust that the same God who delivered you can deliver them too. No matter how hard it gets. That's why it's important. Lastly, uh, that as we have this type of meek life and this uh, type of to be able to have this type of blessed life and be able to have this strength under control. And I hope this is helping you that not only do we want to make sure that this type of life, it represents a life that is able to uh, to handle conflict, is able to disengage from agitators and is able to speak well everywhere. And it operates in love and respect. And these are the characteristics. That's why I'm describing to you. I'm not just giving you points. I'm just describing it to you. These are the type the characteristics of meekness and the last thing is that it's also a spirit that represents Christ to others the reason I have to be careful how I treat you is because I'm representing Christ some of you before you meet Christ you meet me for some of you, before you meet Growth Point, you meet me or you see me uh, or you see you or, or someone sees you. And for some of us, we are representing Christ wrong. 
And some people are saying, I don't want to be connected to Christ because you are, you are always upset about something. You are always mad about something. You are always confused about something. Somebody always did something to you. And if, if that's what being a Christian means, then it means being miserable. So I would rather stay here with this blood. I, I'd rather stay here with whatever I got because at least I'm happy, even if it's just for 30 minutes, even if it's just for a moment. Because looking at you, you go to church all the time. You in the choir. You, you preach. All this stuff. And you are always miserable. You tell me that's a blessed life. I don't want to be a part of that. I can do bad by myself. But we have to recognize that if we're going to have a meek life and a blessed life and a life that we have strengthened the control, we represent Christ everywhere. Galatians, the sixth chapter, verse one says this, brothers, sisters, if anyone is caught in a transgression or fault, you who are spiritual should restore that person. Glory. In a spirit of meekness. Why am I being meek? Because I'm considering myself. Lest I be tempted. <laughs> Jesus. I, I watch this message myself. To be able to say. I have to make sure that I. If, if you're in a transgression. If you're wrong. You who are wrong, th those of us who are spiritual, those of us who are always posting on social media something spiritual because, you know, we're so deep. <laughs> All of us who are always posting, you who are spiritual should screenshot. I said, what is it? Oh, no. You who are spiritual, you should have a, a group text. No, shoot. I didn't say that. Man. You who are spiritual should got. Lord, I thought I said gossip. Shoot, man. I keep talking about the stuff I see us do. But it says, if you see someone in transgression, you who are spiritual should restore them in a spirit of meekness. Why am I meek? Because it wasn't that long ago that I was where you are. I remind myself, glory, I remind myself. That if it had not been for the Lord on my, if it had not been for his grace, I, I could have been just like you. I, I could have been where you are. I could have stayed where you are because it's not that I wasn't where you are. It's not that I didn't do what you do. But for some reason, he loved me enough to leave me there. He loved me enough not to stay there. He loved me enough to snatch me out of there. He loved me enough to allow me to connect myself to a friend or to a family member or to this church. And, and it is because of that. It is because of his grace that I can now look at you and not judge you because someone had to help me Paul had to become all things to his all things that he could help people you listen you cannot win enemies to Christ you only win friends and if you make everybody enemy you can never win them to Christ but to look at everybody as a friend people to say I don't have to agree with you to love you oh man man church I know y'all want me to hoop. I want you to help. Just because they're Muslim don't mean they're enemy. Just because they say the name of Jesus different than you doesn't mean that they're enemy. Just because they're agnostic, just because they're atheist does not mean they're enemy. They're a soul that God still wants to redeem. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> to be able to say, I can't win you if I don't like you. How am I going to represent Christ's love and judge you at the same time? I'm, I'm, I'm through here. Matthew, the 11th chapter, verse 28 through 28, 28 through 29 says this. He says, come to me. I'm trying to help everybody who's listening. Come to me, all you who are labor and heavy laden. 
and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am. Jesus says this. He says, for I am meek. I'm not telling you to be. <laughs> glory, Jesus. He said, I'm not telling you to be anything that I'm not. I'm not telling you to be meek, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not telling you to forgive people, and I don't practice forgiveness. I'm not telling that's what a lot of us receive, and that's why it's hard for us, especially in Christendom and the kingdom, for us to receive messages and for us to receive ministries and preachers because we think that people holding the mic, we're telling you to do something that we don't do. Jesus says, for he said, come to me, learn to me, for I'm meek. That's what I am. I'm only asking you say we say we are Christians or we are followers of Christ, but we don't act like them. He says, I'm asking you to learn from me for I'm gentle and lowly and you will find rest for your souls. Is it possible, church? Is it possible? It's just a question. You, you answer it. Is it possible that the reason that your life is so stressed is because you're not like Jesus? Could it be? Just a question. Could it be that the reason that you're all over the place, the reason that your mind is everywhere is because you haven't taken on the nature of Christ? Because here he says, come to me. You're laboring and heavy and going through. He says, come and I'll, I'll give you rest. What that means is a meek life, strength under control. He says, a blessed life. He said, come to me. Take my yoke upon you. That yoke, for those of you who don't know, is, is something they will put on, a, uh, on an ox. Something that would control it. He says, come to me and I, I'll control you. But not control you as a slave. I'll start to teach you my nature. Come to me right where you are. I want to I give you my nature and I want to ask you. Aren't you tired of being where you are? Aren't you tired? Of being, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. No, you don't. No, you don't. I got to tell No, you don't. <laughs> You've given so many people pieces of yourself that you have no piece of you anymore. Every time I got to tell, I got to give, I got to give them a piece. I can't wait. These coworkers give my and mama and she goes. You're doing so much, giving away your piece everywhere. Everybody's got a piece of yourself and your mind and your attitude and your personality. But the blessed life is someone who's meek. I'm, I'm telling y'all, church, for those of you, we're going to go into prayer. I'm through. I didn't holler. We didn't shout today. But let me tell you, church, I don't want you to miss your season. I don't want you to miss another one. I don't want you to miss another blessing. I don't want you to miss another opportunity. Because I, I, this is, maybe it's you who needs to change. Maybe it's not them. Maybe. I'm not telling you because I don't want you to log me off and say, he said it was me. I didn't say it was you. I said maybe. Maybe this season is about you changing, not them changing. Scripture says again, blessed are the meek who have strength under control. They shall inherit the earth. What that means is God has blessings stored up for you. But he can't release them until you're ready for it. I don't want anything before my time. Nothing. I don't want a thing before it's time. And I don't want you to have a thing before it's your time. But the scripture says um, in the gospels that the person who was faithful over a few things. <laughs> he said the person who was faithful over a few things. God said, you know what? <laughs> I got more for you. Let's 
ask God to teach us how to be faithful over these few attitudes, these few attributes. Lord, I want to be poor in spirit, dependent on you. I want to, I want to mourn so that I can, uh, you'll comfort me for that. And Lord, I want to be meek because this pride is killing me. This, this, I'm always right is killing me. And it's killing everything you've given me. I want to receive what you have for me. This last point I got for you is having strength under control. Hear this. Having strength under control doesn't make me weak. It blesses my weak. <laughs> ah! Having strength under control doesn't make me weak. It blesses my weak. <laughs> Somebody lift your hands everywhere. Come on, say, I want my week to be blessed, Lord. <laughs> Come on. Everybody just say, I want my week to be blessed. Come on, everybody. Put it in the comment section. I, I, I want my week to be blessed. And if your week is going to be blessed, you got to be able to acknowledge that strength under control doesn't mean I'm weak. It just means I'm going to have a blessed, I'm going to have a blessed week. This, this, this week is going to be the most blessed week you ever had because finally for the first week, you're not going to defend things that God is trying to change. I want to take this time to thank you for your prayers, support, and generous giving that make this ministry possible. For more ways to connect, visit online at growthpointchurch.org. If you've enjoyed today's message, you can like, subscribe, share with your friends, or take a screenshot and share on your social stories and tag us at MyGrowthPoint. Until next time, keep growing.